Hello and welcome to Crapflix and Chill. My name is Jamie Valentine and I'm joined here by my very good friend Joe Thompson. How are you doing tonight, buddy? What are we getting ourselves into, Jamie? I have no I'm idea. I'm so excited. <laughs> so yeah, this is Crapflix and Chill. It's a podcast where basically the two of us watch some terrible horror B movies on Netflix. And we basically comment with some of our own musings on how bad these uh, films actually are. <laughs> these are all real titles, commissioned and streaming on Netflix. So come and join us on our horrific journey, another getting some of the, the cringiest acting and the most nonsensical plot holes, all in the name of cinema. <laughs> so yeah, Joe, what, what, what cinematic delight do you have in store this evening? So tonight, Jamie, I have picked 2009's The Stepfather. Um, Let's read the blurb out just quickly so everyone's in the loop. A series of mysterious events makes a teenager suspect that his mother's new boyfriend may be a dangerous serial killer known for preying on families. Oh no. Uh, Starring (laughs) Penn Bagley, Amber Heard and that guy from Nip Tuck. I can't even remember his name. So let's just dive in, shall we? It looks suitably shite. So, I think uh, it, it, it ticks all the boxes. It definitely uh, does. It definitely it's does. on Netflix. The, it's, yeah, it's got, a bit, it's got a little bit of a cast to it. The premise alone sounds sounds worthy. I'm interested to see how they're going to use these two as well. It's particularly those two who now are, well, especially Penn Bagley, you know, he's got you and things like that. So it's like, how are they going to use him in a film in 2009 <laughs> like this? This was before he was cool. Yeah. yeah. But we've done our excited wheeze and we're about to start. Yeah. Right, yeah, so let, let's just jump right into it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Three, two, two one, play. play. And we're off. Oh, you know it's going to be good when the, uh, when the titles are red. <laughs> you know it means horror. You know we're going to be terrified. You know blood is getting spilled tonight. Um... Shout out, shout out to Netflix Party for allowing us to watch along in sync perfectly. Love it. Um, so I'm just re- readjusting myself so I can sit here with a, a lovely, lovely glass of vino. Okay, so the mail's been cancelled, right. And oh, this looks like the start of Dexter. Have you seen Dexter? I mean, Dexter's intro is one of the best TV show intros. Um, if he does that right now, I'll be very impressed. Yeah, yeah, he needs to like slice a grapefruit or whatever. He, I'm going to say this straight out of the gate, he is an attractive man. Like, and <laughs> I, I, you say this about all the horror films we watch. Like, I mean, well, he can't be a bad guy. He's attractive. Well, the thing is, he comes from Nip Tuck, and Nip Tuck, he was playing alongside this this uh, actor called Julie McMahon, and everyone was like, "He's so attractive." This guy is attractive. He's got this kind of dopey, puppy doggy type eye guy. People, people will agree with me. Trust me. He's a he's a fitty, but he can't shave, so that's a problem. <laughs> oh, the blood's already there. Yeah. So, is it supposed to be like a horror trope then that the the very obviously evil guy in the film, because these films aren't clever enough to do like good twists. Um, the obviously evil guy is handsome enough that the people in the film don't think he's evil, but because we're a third party watching like Funny. all this, we know yeah. he's going to do something dodgy. Absolutely. Every, every horror person is a Ted Bundy, right? 
Because it's not interesting to have someone who's gross who's also killing people. This is more more, more fascinating. I would, I will say just then, have you ever, and I, you might have, I just, I never have. Have you ever shaved and then put a bit of tissue on your face like they do in every American movie? I think I have done just because I saw it in you the saw movies. Because you saw it on Home Alone or something. Yeah. Oh, it's Christmas. I mean, there's nothing sinister about a phone off the hook ringing out to a, a, a police line <laughs> <laughs> with, with choral Christmas music in the background. That is an American toaster, isn't it? It's huge. I thought it was a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought you put toast in the microwave, yeah. I don't know. Good. What you am I, know. some sort of suburban soccer mum? I ain't no scientician. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I'm going to put my toast. <laughs> I really are. <laughs> I just hope that things get cooked properly. Look, we all, like, as Rebecca Black famously says, you got to have your bowl, you got to have cereal. And the core, <laughs> part of her, the core part of her message is every good day starts off with a wholesome breakfast. Doesn't matter if you're going to school or you're a serial killer. Yeah. Have your toast. Enjoy. Oh, if he's got a cup of joe. Well, have some cereals. You're a serial killer. Oh, oh. oh damn, that should be the name of this podcast. <laughs> that should be the ah. Oh, what have we done? Serial oh, body. There's a body. Oh. Nah, he's just sleeping. He's just ill and sleeping. Oh, there's yeah. more bodies. I always oh. sleep after my uh, my morning breakfast. They are all incredibly tired. This is this is unfortunate. No one's walking the dog. The Christmas tree's been knocked over. Are we watching The Grinch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Still got the tissue on his face. It's killing me. Oh, no, he looks like an idiot. He does. He looked better with a beard, but I guess that's not that. Did you I notice he also get... changed his contacts? Yeah. See, again, like the film's setting, setting it up that he's so obviously evil that it can't be him. Listen, this might probably We fell films. into this trap last time and I'm not doing it again. Like, I just assume now that these movies are exactly what they say they are and they're not clever enough to have any kind of twist at all. So, but that's why I want, Joe. I want to find... Okay, this is the secret. This is the secret goal of this podcast. I want to find the movie. I want to find the needle in the haystack, which actually does that. It, it so obviously sets somebody up to be that guy and when it turns out they're not, the twist comes out of nowhere and we can't predict it. And we go, you yeah. know what? That's a great, that's a great film. You're exactly right. If I am surprised even once throughout this journey, I'll be a happy man. It's a miracle. I like that this entire office is just there for um, exposition. <laughs> no, I mean, look guys, let's not get above our stations here. Nobody is getting an Academy Award from this. <laughs> Actually, that being said, I quite like that little bus shop there. I mean, it, yeah, it's not, it's not as bad as it could look. So I'll give it that. Also, this is this is the best part of these kind of films. These are the moments that we should be paying attention to the exposition. But actually, yeah. I'd rather like focus on the fact that the guy who's buying a car from is like twice his height. 
But also, he just paid his rent in cash. Have you ever done that? Do you think that's an American thing? America. America. Oh, gotcha. Now, over here, we'll be having to fill up DocuSign paperwork for freaking the landlord this is, this tenancy is completely, deposit scheme. Complete tangent one of probably several billion in this podcast. But what? how come <laughs> a lot of American media and, and, and things like that, they always talk about missing rent payments? Like, I just don't understand how anyone gets into the position where that can happen. Like, it's the first thing you do when you get paid. I don't get it. Well, I guess it is, again, that kind of thing that you're, if you do it in cash, you know, it's not like an automatic bank transfer, which happens at the same time every month. It's like when someone scrapes the cash together, they might be, you know, a couple of days late or whatever, yeah. and then they hand it over like that. Okay, plot point. It's family. Oh. They've already spoken more than anyone would to in anyone else in the supermarket. Yeah. Also, really inappropriate place to try and hit on somebody with your two kids. Yeah. Your two perfectly generic kids. Yeah. <laughs> that boy is any boy from a horror movie. <laughs> I mean, or look, most typically I... <laughs> any white boy with a, from a horror movie. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm not a uh, a single... Single American mum trying to raise two kids in Oregon. Hang on, uh, not what? Stop! Stop this podcast immediately. <laughs> Who am yeah, I talking to? I, I Maybe I, this I, is the horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> a man alone in his flat in Southwest London drinking a glass of red wine, commenting on horror films, whilst <laughs> yeah. doing something. Oh, he just happens to be parked next to them. What are you? What are you talking about? He's in a car park. Oh. I mean, don't get me wrong. What are the odds they they park together? It's the writing. No, she would. No one does this. Okay. No one so, does this. So, Joe, the, the, the past couple of films oh, we've I'm already watched, annoyed. What? The past couple of films we've watched. Yeah. Uh, you know, because you know we just love doing this. Um, You'll agree that most, like a lot of those, it was just, there was bad acting. I'm very interested to see with some supposedly good actors, a la Penn Bagley, and the girl who looks like Blake Lively, um, if it's a case of bad writing that makes horror I've films learned, bad. I feel like I've already learned everything I need to know about these two from the first few seconds of them being on screen. And I have a distinct feeling we're not going to learn anything else about them. He is angsty son. She is overly hot girlfriend. I thought it was the other way around. I thought he's the hot boyfriend <laughs> and she's the angsty teenage daughter. Oh, that's true. That could be true. Oh, no, I'm very confused. He was just hitting on um, a divorced or single mum in the car park. So does she have three kids? I love the way people talk to each other in films. It's just so fluid in a way that, I don't know. Oh, there you go. This is what I mean. Is it just bad, like, writing? Penn Bagley has looked the same age for 15 years. Yeah, this is 2009, isn't it? <laughs> I didn't go to school for math. <laughs> 
Oh, okay, so I was wrong. He is the angsty son and she's the girlfriend. I nailed it. Did I nail it? I nailed it. I'm already incredibly irritated by this film. Oh, oh, creep. Why is shot. he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got trouble past. Yeah. At least the music's not doing Thousands rock. <laughs> I mean, this We're is probably in the backyard. <laughs> oh, here's her token friends. What is this, Mamma Mia? <laughs> okay, right. Um, as as is tradition, let's make some sweeping statements now that we've had like sure. the first ten minute introduction. Okay, yeah, I mean, and it, it's quite difficult because I'm basing this on the fact that I've seen Penn Bagley and you. But twist, he's a screwed up kid because he went to medical school, so he's the one who's been messing with all the other previous stepfathers. Oh, well, he's been and, actively sabotaging the other stepfathers. Yeah, and the stepfather's the victim. That guy's going to be the victim. Because if not, they've set this talk? film up to be... Saw, <laughs> it's ludicrous. What did we see? We saw in the first scene him casually making toast around three bodies. Yeah, but you don't know what the scenario was. Context, Joe. <laughs> we're we're building a, more context here. I don't know where you are. Are you like a main character optimist or something? I don't know. No, I'm just, I'm just a romantic... I've learned my lesson from Secret Obsession, and you should have too. I, I just want cinema to be better than it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying you've got an abusive ex, so you, like, you just want them to change, and then you'll get back together. Then yeah, you feel like B-horror movies are capable of change. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is one of those films, which is why it's perfect, that we could talk through over all of the dialogue and still know exactly what's happening. I mean, I swear that what she just said, she said in her head then. I swear a line of dialogue got said and she was thinking and it did that like slightly echoey, like I'm thinking this in my head thought. Absolutely not. Also, why four minutes? That's so specific. Yeah. Why? <laughs> That's so creepy as well. Oh my god! It's so like this. Is, I can't believe you could be like. It's not just like the director because obviously the director steers these things and is the, the quote-unquote auteur and everything else around it is to follow that director's vision. But I can't believe, like, some of this, the script writers aren't at fault here or that people aren't, like, the producers aren't reading this just being like, do they realise how cliché they're being? They're well, like, from, a, from a shot perspective, this is actually quite nicely shot, I think. Like, it was so far, like, for this type of a movie, I should caveat, but... It's, I think the director's probably doing everything he can with this. You know that whole phrase, you can't polish a turd? It's very that. So, so who, whose fault is it then? Is it, is it the directors? Is it the scriptwriters? Is it the producers for pushing this film? I mean, the thing because is, I, someone I, I wrote want this to defend the actors. Money from it. 
Yeah, because I, yeah. I think this is an example of if this film is terrible, I can't blame the actors. Because I, unfortunately, I have the context of seeing these guys in other things. But also, it's ticking so many fucking cliches. <laughs> but also, I feel like for these actors, let's be real, the, the description, especially for like Penn Bagley, would have been like at the top of the script, it would have just said something like, You are a son. And that was it. <laughs> That's like all he's got to work with. Because he is literally just giving angst in every line, and it's annoying. You're a son. If you do, oh, what, what? That's not whiskey. Did you see how yellow that was? Look at that. Maybe he's feeding him piss. <laughs> That's what we do, son. Just drink until piss. piss. In the military. I mean, it could be a yellow glass with vodka in it, but I'm glad to see mine and my father's piss players finally being represented on film. Also, hang on. Is this... past that. Okay, it's tequila. I think it's tequila. Gold tequila. So hang on, is this not Penn Bagley's mum's house? So why does this guy have a bunch of creepy locks in the basement already? Well, I mean, it's been six months, which in B-horror movie is three years, so. So that's why this guy's about to marry his mum. Fully. Six yeah, months, what's... man. I mean, look, you know, we don't stay young forever, Joe. When we're in our fucking teens and our 20s, you know, we, we date around and... You know, you might go on like a dozen dates with someone before you even want to, you know, do the deed or anything. You know, you hit a certain do age. Do the deed. You just, you just, you just want to settle down, don't you? you, don't, you look, she's got three kids. She's not messing around. I mean, let's be real. Penn Bagley and Amber Heard is a fantastic couple. They look. Is that who she hot. is? That's Amber Heard, yeah. She's, have you seen Drive Angley? Drive, drive Angley? Drive, drive Angley. It's about driving the director Angley around the place. No. Um, <laughs> so driving Angley. That's what I mean. Film. Drive Angry is what I meant to say. Have you have you seen that before? <laughs> no, but I really want to watch a film drive, drive, drive Angley. Drive Angley, yeah. It's just like he's driving in between what? like film sets, just taking him to and from his hotel. Yeah, just like, so, Mr. Ang Lee, how much of a fuck-up was the, that Hulk film you made? I was like, oh, my yeah. God, yeah. Edward Norton, he was just, oh, such a twat. Okay. Um, <laughs> bit of character development, he's a swimmer. There's a massive swimming thing behind him, and that's what they'll do in this film. What, someone's, someone's going to drown in a pool? Yeah, yeah. I recognise her from something as well. Oh, you recognise her, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know what from. Oh, actually, I know. I think, and the, the internet will correct me here, I think she's the wife of, the ex-wife of Hugh Laurie's character in House. So House's wife. From the, Christ, imagine going from House to this. Well, she was well. She was in house for at least like a full season, as far as I've watched. Like she, she plays a pretty big role as like House's ex. Oh my god! American houses are enormous. I'll just say that outright. I they have all the space, and I'm here for it. Why don't I, mean, I live in America? I mean, you saw the toaster earlier, didn't you? That was like the I size mean, of my garage. You could, you, could, garage. you could toast every <laughs> slice in your life in that one toaster. <laughs> I don't have a garage. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, a garage. Garage. 
I love him. I love is the if, same. If any American, they turn the lights watching. off in all of these movies, and it's just as bright when they've turned the lights off. It's Who's just sleeping as... in these conditions. Also, like I don't know about you, and this this might get like I don't think it'll put like cross a personal line, but the thing that always annoys me about like these kind of scenes from horror films, well, and movies in general, is the fact that um, everybody goes to bed fully clothed, like. I'm not talking about... Oh, flashback. I'm not talking about, like, just the adults. I'm talking about, the, like, the people my age as well. It's like, I very rarely wear... I very rarely, rarely, rarely wear clothes to bed because it's, it's just too hot. It's too uncomfortable. Yeah, you just thought in America it would be even more hot and uncomfortable. But then yeah. American houses are built with aircon, so they're all... They are fully equipped and they're probably cold going to bed, whereas we, as soon as it's even slightly warm, we are completely toasted. So Yeah. Don't get wrong, I don't always sleep in the buff, you know, spoiler, but I, the thought of wearing a t-shirt to bed makes me feel uncomfortable, and yet you always see them wearing t-shirts. Has he just bought him a car? Oh, he's, he's trying to, get to secure trust. to secure trust and bond between. I mean, fucking hell! This movie is moving really quickly. He's trying to get him back into the swing team. I love that the director was like, "Amber, can you be in your pants?" And basically, that's it. Cheers. You know that classic teen teen trope. So far, this movie has just been like a music montage. A royalty-free music montage, yeah. Well, that's why we've got to be fucking careful, because you start playing some of these songs, they get picked up as like copyright freaking strikes. Oh. Oh, oh, he's forceful. Back of the neck. It's control. It's so obvious. I'm sorry. It's so obvious. It can't be. Because otherwise, what are we waiting for? Who also, who is doing this when you know your parents or elders are around? I just, I just would never. Well, get, get, get freaky with your partner in your your parents' pool. Yeah, well, when, when they're by the window in the kitchen, like in the middle of the day, then again, if I was in a pool with Penn Bagley, I probably would. Well, look, yeah, you, you can't help it. If, you, if you're in the my, pool... My dad would be like, well done, this is great. You're using <laughs> well, your time. <laughs> you know what that is? Like, when you know when Proud you go swimming and they've got the, like, those list of rules with like the really funny like, um, like graphics next to them of like no running or no diving and all that jazz. There's always that one that's like no heavy petting and it's basically yeah, just yeah, an yeah. illustration of those two like looking like really like seedy in the pool i'd always love being the, the being the artist that has to come up with the signage like what am i going to do for heavy paying like what's the sign right, that okay. i'm going to come up with no running yeah. self-explanatory no diving just have a guy leaping off the diving board but we'll put big like red no through it uh, no heavy petting uh you know just 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 have have a woman just jacking some guy off and just put a big no across it yeah done move on <laughs> <laughs> So this kid that's been aggressively 
held at the neck by this stepfather. Yeah. He is now whisper quiet, saying nothing, being a bit. Why would no one notice his complete change in character? And really care why? Yeah, I mean, I know he's the kid from Butterfly Effect or any other film ever, but is he? No, he just—he could be. They're so interchangeable. <laughs> he, he looks like a young Ashton Kutcher. Any young brunette <laughs> with a bowl. There he is. I mean, what, what's her deal? I literally recognise pretty much everybody else at the table. What's her deal? Which one? The the daughter. Daughter. It's two thousand nine. What the hell has she done since? You know, she gets about a millisecond of screen time every scene. <gasps> oh, big, big, big plot twist! Here's the ex dad. A tenor says he dies. A tenor says he dies. I feel like I could look like the ex-dad if I cared. <laughs> if I was born with amazing jeans and gear. <laughs> he has got lovely jeans on. Hey, he's double denim. <laughs> okay, what's their relationship going to be like? Is it strained? Is it fine? Mm, it's amicable. Oh, my Ooh. God. Sorry, you, man, Mr. X-Man, compared to Mr. Nip-Tuck guy, she's, she's moving on with the right guy. I'm just saying. Oh, you think Nip-Tuck's hotter than this guy? Good, yeah. Look, Joe, this is called Crap Flicks and Chill. We've got to pick out part the shitty horror elements and the obvious he's the bad guy who done it. But at the same time, we've got to chill and we've got to... Digest and dissect. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not the, kicking. The I'm not kicking. I'm not kicking the stepdad, even though he's a psycho. Pen Bagley. You don't know that. You there. don't know that. That is unsubstantiated gossip, and I don't care what the film's setting up. You Until want... I see him murder somebody, there's got to be a twist. <laughs> My God. You know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the really obvious B movie M Night Shyamalan twist. Yeah, yeah, fully. I love that in, like, Jamie, you're the eternal optimist when it comes to these things. You always want this to be more complicated than it is. And I am a realist. It's just, just going to be as crap as this looks. I just know it. That, that means I'm in a perpetual cycle of doing crap flicks and chill and just watching crap films with no redemption. You knew what you, you, knew what you were getting yourself in for. I... I regret yeah, nothing. Yeah, you will regret I, nothing. <laughs> yeah, but I do that with an, a, a, an optimistic sense of hope that I will be proven like there's something worth watching in all this crap. I otherwise I'm just torturing myself and I'm devoting far too much time of my life watching crap, unredeemable films than actually good like Oscar-winning shit that I know I should have seen but I'm too lazy to watch, but I'm more than interested to watch you crappy Netflix horror films yeah, instead. I, I predict by the time we get two podcasts ahead, we'll have forgotten everything about the, the ones we saw two ago. Um, I also just think, looking at their kitchen, I think you've made it, in inverted commas, you've made it if you have a big kitchen with a huge island. Well, it. yeah. It's, well, it's like the staple of being successful. By our standard or by American standards? I mean, Ameri American kitchens are the size of our houses, so... I mean, you're right. There's definitely something to be said about the um, the uh, the kitchen that has the island unit in the middle. 
because yeah. it just implies that you've got so much space around you you can have this middle section for whatever for like conversational purposes while still having all your essential appliances on the outer perimeter or whatever yeah plus it's just good for a big party right oh it does yeah well because you know it's the perfect thing for doing uh beer pong on with everyone standing around oh she's gonna die let's be real oh that was enough the look of death <laughs> well just because she didn't recognize him because she's like senile or something he's gonna kill her yeah I mean, look, Joe. These guys are bonding, and you know, my money, my money is a hundred percent. One of these two is the bad guy. I love the one of these two. Do you I... agree? A hundred percent. Ten English pounds. Oh, I will absolutely take you on that offer. What? Ten, ten, ten English pounds. What? You, you're betting that it's one of these two, or you're betting that it's the boy. No, I'm betting that it's one of these two. Oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Why I, can't it be the why don't I have? Why don't I have a psychopathic stepdad who's going to spoil me and try and woo me in this way? That's all I want to know. I mean, I'm still... If, if it is him, if it is genuinely him, and, you know, whatever red herrings they might throw, on the fundamental level of his character... What what's the the effort he's putting in? He's having to spend like the best part of six six months to a year trying to find a family and woo them and get engaged and get to know their kids and pretend to care about their interests just to kill them. Like, is that not an insane yeah, amount the, of effort for a serial what's killer? What's the purpose? Yeah, what's the point? You're so right. Like, I get you can, like, stalk your prey. You can have, like, intended victims and stuff. But what serial killers in the history would spend six months in, entangling themselves in another human being's life for the very quick end of the kill and then have to fuck off without a trace? He's asking to be caught. Oh. Oh, slip up. Oh, Classic oh slip there's, up. there's, there's uh, holes in his story. He must be, he must be evil. He's got terrible memory. <laughs> you know what I said about Ted Bundy earlier? Here's something. Yeah. People always talk, people always used to, and I said it myself, people use Ted Bundy as like the benchmark of an attractive serial killer. It's like, oh, how disarming because he's so hot. Ted Bundy is not all that. I don't know what they were looking at. Like these Yeah, but wasn't that like wasn't that like the seventies or the eighties? He looks he's, incredibly inbred. Like I don't know. I, I, he's been he's been massively overhyped. I'm a little bit disappointed to be honest. <laughs> and then of course they had that whole uh the recent movie with Zach Efron. It's like, okay, casting Zach Efron, who is one of the most attractive people in the world, I think. Yeah. And oh, putting oh, in as Ted Bundy, ridiculous. He didn't say hello then. He doesn't like the old lady anymore. Maybe he doesn't like a cat. Maybe he's allergic. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't follow his logic. I wanted I, to, to be typing like allergies to cats. <laughs> America's most wanted. Oh, cat. please. Well, that's no one. Who's that supposed to be? That could oh, be anyone. stepfather. Oh, oh, Joe, remember at the beginning of the film, he had a beard. 
hey, and remember this film's called Stepfather, so it's oh. probably him. Also, what's Goggins? Like, have we missed something here? What is that Super Mario Land like mushroom? <laughs> yeah, it's a cat movie. scratching post in the background. I'm into it. Bye-bye, Makes bye-bye, me want a cat. Honestly, what's he got against this old lady and cats? Have we missed a massive plot point where she recognises him? Or well, shit? I can't stand her, so I hope she dies. <laughs> not really, but I'm also not bothered at all. <laughs> it's her hair that bothers me. It needs a rinse. What, because she got dragged through a bush? She did. It's, it's the whole twist of this that actually got, we're, we're, we're the serial killers. Maybe. She got dragged through a bush and then dressed in charity clothes. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect noise. Um, oh, the cat scare. I mean, I would not call that a cat scare. I would call it somebody from the production team threw a cat across a camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fully. <laughs> the cat. Jay, yeah. that was 100% in post. Wow. <laughs> oh my God, look how big its eyes are. Salem, hi. Those aren't real cat eyes. Okay, we should play like count the tropes because literally all of them are being covered. Dun, oh, dun, wow. Dun. Oh, ow. oh, she went down like a sack of spuds, didn't she? I mean, she is an old lady. Okay, I feel bad now. Maybe I didn't want to <laughs> she, she went down like an old lady being chucked down the stairs. I wanted to throw the cat. Like, <laughs> oh, wait. See, if he doesn't kill the cat, he's not a serial killer because it's a classic trope, isn't it? You still think it's not him. I love this. I mean, he's he probably is, just trying to resuscitate I mean, her by covering her with one, with one hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Think of him looking into camera for that shot. That's hilarious. You know, one hand CPR. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, she's fine. She's just resting right now. Yeah, the cat's totally not eating her face. Which, by the way, there is a scientific study that proves if a human dies. Uh, in like a flat like that old lady that cats uh, I can't remember the exact stat but cats are basically 10 times quicker to start eating their human for sustenance and they always start with eating the face lovely whereas if you had a dog a dog will basically just lie there and mourn you and be really upset and it will take the dog much much longer to get to the point of starvation that it goes you know what I've got to eat my human cats turn on you like that when you die yeah but that's because cats don't give a shit but you know what that makes me like them more dogs are way too dependable oh no I, I love cats I'm a cat and a dog person but I love that fact that cats will quick like sooner eat your face than the dog would yeah um we're still watching horror right this is great <laughs> yeah I think we switched the channel by mistake oh 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 that's creepy are these two of age or is it creepy if the stepfather... Right, so how they're dressed right now, that's how I would go to bed. You're right, he doesn't age. <laughs> Come on, Amber Heard. Is it me or Amber Heard's character is the only person who reacts normally in, in any situation so far? 
I mean, I thought the old lady reacted accordingly <laughs> to being killed. <laughs> yeah. She seems like a very nice young woman, which is why a young man should be more discreet with his affection. Meaning what? What does that mean? How old is he supposed to be that he's not allowed to have sex? You wouldn't want that young woman. What are you supposed is he not 18? I've got no idea. Well, clearly he is actually 18, but what his character is supposed to be, I've got no idea. We'd probably know if we listen to any of the dialogue. Nah, I, I like talking over it and making like really vast assumptions. Like, why are they eating there giant are, mushrooms? Well, there look, are three look, of look them at, their at the dinner. table, giant and they mushrooms. have an enormous bowl of something. Mushrooms. It's like... Uh, <laughs> it's mushrooms! That's bread, right? It's definitely mushrooms. <laughs> it, it's Yorkshire puddings. <laughs> Wait, they're not English. Oh, of course. Good. Whoa. Angry step. Okay, so, so the dad is now my new character who's reacting normally. Angry normal dads. Because this is exactly what you would do if you were the dad. Yeah, but do you know what the film's doing? The film's trying to set it up like the the, the angry dad's overreacting. So you're right, the dad's reacting like accordingly, and the stepdad's being really like nonchalant and creepy. But at the same time, the film's painting the dad to be the villain. I think it's quite interesting that they they had him acknowledge it and say, Yeah, I was just gonna give him discipline. He didn't lie about it, he just said he, he, like, you'd have thought the script would say that he would be like, no, you're crazy. What are you talking about? I didn't do anything. Um, I can't remember what he's doing. Plausible deniability. I mean, the fact that you're praising the script is I know. saying like, a lot. Who, who am I? <laughs> what is happening? Joe, have you forgotten the whole purpose of this? Yeah, well, exactly. I'm like, wow, what a lovely, what a lovely well-written scene, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, fantastic. Oh, bit of, uh, what's, what's, what's a lovely horror film? I'm, I'm having a wonderful time <laughs> yeah. in, in, in ingesting the the deliciously crafted. Like, I'm sure somebody worked very hard on this. It's so it's <laughs> fundamentally it's so easy to shit on things than it is to be positive, but it's also more fun. Oh, fully. I mean, look, they're playing the sad music. They're having a heart to heart. Oh, they wouldn't be having this chat right now. Oh. Like, I don't know. Is this Sorry, just, what were you is saying this about just American culture that at any turn, any possible turn, you can have an incredible, deep and meaningful conversation with anyone? Like, I just I just feel like there's a time and a place and that's the Britishness coming out of me, I think. No, it wasn't your fault. I mean, that is quite interesting. Like, if we do predominantly watch a load of, like, American-produced horror films on Netflix, how it would differ if we actually found some like English ones. Because I mean, look, the second we saw that kitchen, we both removed, we, we, we detached from the movie because we went, well, that's not realistic for us, so. Can you do that? I promise it'll never happen again, okay? Friends? Never, never believe anybody who says they promise something specific won't happen again. Yeah, exactly. I love the formal wear that people wear in these kind of movies, just around the house. 
Like we had it in the other movie, didn't we, where the guy was wearing like a full suit and tie to dinner. It's like, mm. Okay, well, I, I, I agree in this. Oh, he doesn't like the bonding. Oh, that's going to be a spanner. Um, I agree and disagree with you on that. I agree in the last film, it was ridiculous that this guy was wearing a tie around the house. Um, however, I can only disagree because from my experience, my dad seems to get more formally dressed for the most inappropriate informal occasions ever. Oh, and, and like, I don't know, maybe it's his like turning from middle age to old age. But like, you know how like it's this hot summer's day and you walk down the street and you see old, old gentlemen like wearing proper full on blazers and, um, you know, near enough like full, full on suits in that crazy hot weather. I've started noticing my dad does that. He, he, he'll always be wearing a shirt and there's nothing wrong with a shirt, but he'll be wearing some sort of like slick trousers as well. And it's just like, I would be wearing t-shirts and shorts right now. What are you doing? I hope, I hope if he's growing up and getting more and more graceful and like more dignified, I hope I go exactly the other way. I hope, I hope the older <laughs> I get, the more likely I'm going to wear my onesie, the more likely I'm going to be incredulous and, and be, well, no, no, exactly. I want to be dressed. Disheveled. That's what I want. I want to be dressed as Penn Bagley right now, but when I'm 80, and I've got yeah. like ear hair coming out and I'm drinking whiskey all day and I'm playing Grand Theft Auto 17 or whatever it is. Like, I want to hold on to that. I don't feel like any... Oh. Pen, Pen Bagley's wardrobe for this film was 20 vests. <laughs> to show off his six at guns. So hang on, what, what, what time of day is this? I have no idea. This house back. is so dark. Pen Bagley got up for a midnight snack and creeping up Creeperson downstairs is just pondering. Like, what was the point of that scene? He didn't catch him doing anything. Nobody knows he killed the lady. Oh, so he works with her friend. What, the, the mum's friend? Yeah, that's her mum's friend. I mean, you've got a better memory than me. They all look the same to me, so... I wrote them off as generic soccer mum crowd. He's a grifter. He's a grifter, all right. Look how dark this house is. Like, everything is mood lighting. There's about four four lights on. <laughs> There's about seven lamps. You're right. I didn't see that before. It's so depressing. I think that's a really depressing house environment. Yeah, but look how well lit the dining table is. I mean, that shot of Penn Bagley is massively out of focus. I, I am critiquing the cinematography here now. It's, it's, it's come to that. Do you know what show has a massive problem with that, which I never noticed before? What? Friends. 
If you go back, and this, I mean, this is to every, anybody, anybody listening, anybody who cares, who likes Friends, if you go back and watch through Friends, you know, the best part of the seasons, there are so many shots where they the, the focus is off and there'll be a shot of Joey talking or whatever, and then it'll cut to Rachel and she's really blurry. And they'll come back to Joey and he's really crisp and clean. They'll come back to Rachel and she's blurry again. And that happens so, so often that like it's beyond a mistake because it's across like multiple seasons it's like how did nobody notice this one cameraman or whatever kept screwing up shots oh wow i, I haven't seen it but it's one of those ones i probably noticed it loads now well i've never seen it in any other tv show and like obviously probably less so in modern times um uh and i know i'm picking on friends specifically but it's the fact that it's over multiple seasons that just nobody goes oh you're not you know that problem we're having in season five yeah we're still having it in season seven like in editing they must look at that and go maybe they had maybe they knew the camera guy and he was like he was called like old rusty and he was like (laughs) a few years before retirement like just let him have it i know (laughs) but like i mean i never watch friends in the moment so i can't comment on like if it was so successful at the time, how did they not have the best technology? Well, you or the never best? watched Friends as it was coming out. No, God no. Wow, I did. I remember it ending. I remember being really upset. I remember it ending. ending. I remember not realizing at the time that the last few seasons are just awful. I mean, I watched. Yeah, I watched the um, the finale of, of Friends was like kind of one of the first episodes I ever watched. Hang on, why, just to pause, sorry, why, why is the dad apologising? He's done nothing wrong. Oh, because the stepfather beat his son and kills an old lady and is a serial killer, so he's come back to apologise. Because <laughs> that's basically what the film's telling us is okay. Was he going to the airport? Why is he apologising to him? Who oh, he's going to kill that him. way about their kid? Right, watch him. If he locks the door, he's going to kill him. Yeah. I gotta grab that. Excuse me. Sure. Sure. Okay, he doesn't. Let me just jog all the way to the phone on the other side of this enormous mansion. Where is she? Lies, 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 Ivanelli. Oh, he's, he's covering his tracks. He's he's going to do some of that there killing. Christ. Ah, oh, you're right. This this film isn't better than I think it is. Yeah, you have too much faith. I, I'm going to enjoy grinding this down over the next few episodes. <laughs> He's going to walk around the corner and be smacked in the face. They've already done mirror, like mirror behind the person, so they can't do that again. Tick. They've done drag into the basement, so they can't do that again. Uh, they'll do creeps up from behind and chloroforms him. Yeah, something like that. He's going to turn around. There'll be nobody in the kitchen. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Called it. Called it. His creepy oh. pencil collection, and then he'll turn around <laughs> and chloroform. Oh, hey, hey, cue the violins. Cue the. Hey. Yep. 
<laughs> okay. It wasn't chloroform, it was glass. Oh, not sugar glass. Oh, we're not, what? So they're not going to come downstairs after they hear that? Yeah, like, how fucking stupid are you? If he's, if he's a killer, this is the worst way to do it. Chlor- I told you, chloroform, silent. Silent but sexy. Rubbish that you didn't carry on. It's nothing. Yeah. Oh, Penn Bagley, you, you're enabling this man. You're enabling him to kill people. You know what? He's, he's really lucky he is attractive because the name Penn Bagley... Oh, hello, I'm Penn Bagley. Penn Bagley sounds like a hobbit. Can I... <laughs> <laughs> Can I find like, oh, your Pippin, tax reform? Mary and his Penn Bagley. <laughs> Can you say that because then they live in Bagshot or... Oh, no, that's Harry Potter. No, I'm saying that because it sounds exactly like a hobbit. Oh, look at that. So he's taken the dad's bags. Oh, here we go. Creepy, creepy locks. I mean, again, the fact that this guy's had time to embed himself in the family enough that he can... um... I'm not trying to, like, get tips or anything, but how do people know the damage that, like, a glass would do on someone's head? Without also massively cutting up your own hand. Yeah, and also, how do they know that when... Kill them straight away, although that might not be a problem, or not do anything. Also, this seems like such a stupid plot. This is a random family that he's integrated himself in, and he's made a murder scene. Like, you know, the whole you said about the whole Dexter thing. He's created his murder scene in their basement. There's so many variables outside of your control. I mean, he sounds like he's having a time, doesn't he? Like, right now, luck. Luck is the... You'd be like, you'd be like, oh, my stepdad's having a time downstairs. It's fine. But yeah, luck is on his side. There's nothing clever about that. The only reason Penn Bagley didn't get downstairs is disgust and luck. Oh, voice of reason, friend. She's so going to die. So, yeah, was she the one that the estate agents, wherever it was, he worked? Yeah. Wait, do all of these ladies look the same to you? <laughs> It's her. Yeah, she, she she only has two Who's friends her? in this film. One of them is a slightly well, <laughs> one of them is a slightly dumpier lady, and then there's oh there she is, and then oh, there's oh, um, so, oh, so you're you're being waitest now. I, I, as a slightly dumpy lady myself, I feel fully entitled to make that call. I didn't say she was unattractive. I'm just using her as a, as a descriptive. Well, Joe, I've not been judging the the females or the males in this film based. Well, on you that can't even tell them way. apart. <laughs> I'm basing everyone in this film about whether I think they're suspicious or not. I let's be real. The third lady looks like she's called Karen, <laughs> <laughs> or is she a Sharon? Maybe she's a Sharon. Uh, one of them's called Karen. The other one's called Sharon. Yeah, the dumpy one's called Sharon. <laughs> oh, you're saying dumpy now? We're agreeing with dumpy. I'm ag- I'm, a, I'm I'm acknowledging and enabling what you said. Yes. Also, I don't feel they've got any relevance to the rest of the story. Oh, Vegas. I've, I famously said, Joe, and you'll, you'll have to be held to this because I'm, I'm saying it to, to all the 
to all the boys. But as and when I get married, if I haven't been to Vegas for a stag do, my stag do is in Vegas. Incredible. I've been once for a for a wedding and it was the best time I've ever had. Loved it. it. Um, and if like, I make the cut, my friend, I will absolutely be there. Oh no, no, you, you'll you'll make the cut. Christ, it's it's more about the fact that I'm putting a massive financial burden on everybody. That is basically like I don't know. Maybe I'd have a, a home do as well. But my thing is basically my away do is in in, in Vegas, and yeah. I know that's going to potentially cost people you know a crap ton of money for flights or whatever. But it is a lot, yeah. It's a couple of grand, people. But you know, someone's someone's got to do oh, it. And no couple. one's doing it. Hey, look, there's some LGBTQ plus representation here. Sharon and Karen. Sharon and Karen are a couple. That's okay. That so is the first surprise say, I have of this film. What a twist! I'm surprised they gave them that depth. They were such add-ons. What does it say about this film then if it kills them? Because it could make a. It could make a very, very good point here. And I reckon they're going to be throwing away cliches. Like the old lady who literally got thrown down the stairs. She's too, that her friend is too suspicious to, Sharon is too suspicious to not be, uh, to not be killed. Wait, Sharon or Karen? Oh, which one was which? <laughs> the one from the estate agency. I've really forgotten. Oh, I, I don't care about them. Has Penn Bagley done any other face apart from this face? I want it like, uh, yeah, but there's, there's something about him. There's something about him that's off, like, it's unsettling. Uh, have you seen his girlfriend since? No, because she's dead and he's killed her. What's the what's what's the big conflict, Joe? When you when you have a stepfather into the equation, who's the conflict with? Is it with the wife, or the partner, or is it with the child? Oh, do you mean what's the hardest dynamic to get around? Well, basically, who's who's going to be more likely to cause conflict and cause trouble? Ergo, who's going to like potentially be? guilty of something it's the it's the kid pen bag this he he's not squeaky clean in this yeah okay yes we've literally seen this guy okay i i i will now accept the fact that ignoring the opening scene we saw this guy do one-handed cpr on the old lady but he can't be squeaky clean that's a clever phone <laughs> It can speak in the voice of your dead dad. <laughs> yeah, when you receive a text message, yeah. I'm surprised we don't have that as a technology, actually. Like, think think how creepy, like, Google Homes and stuff are these days. That surely, if you received enough phone calls from a, a partner or a friend, that your phone... Um, wouldn't be able to recognize their voice and therefore if you got a text from them be able to impersonate the text uh, using their voice do you not think 
That sounds a bit like the the premise for the next season of Black Mirror. I mean, Charlie Brooker, I know you're a huge fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, hi, Charlie. Thanks, thanks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, <laughs> although I guess I should be appealing to the American producers because they're they must be the ones running the show now. They're the ones with the big bucks on Netflix. I thought I'll add a disclaimer here as well. Anything, any observations that I make about American culture, American life, or American households, or the sizes of the houses, or even the etiquette and the way that people um, communicate with each other, I say it out of pure jealousy because I fully wish I lived in America. Like I get it, your your country is really? completely up the was. I mean, okay, from a political standpoint, it's the worst place ever. Like, but from a lifestyle perspective, from the the real estate that you can buy. From, you you want the American dream? I yeah, exactly. I just think it's a it's a, it's pretty fucking sweet. They've got like these amazingly massive houses. They all seem to have mediocre jobs to obtain. Like if you had this house in the UK, you'd be a multi-minted. Yeah, I mean, Degaro, all my comments are you know my comments aren't from jealousy. My comments come from just plain ignorance. I don't know how America works. Hello, the girl, the daughter's there. She hasn't been in here for a while. Oh yeah, she's 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 totally uh, <laughs> she's adding a lot uh, expendable. Um, my my, I, th- I th- interesting. Like, yeah, I, I can't be ignorant to the the political climate of America. And I think as anybody from an outside perspective, as in not even just U- UK, but anybody who's not America uh, American d- doesn't understand it. It's like something that's like off putting. But um, one of the things I think would be massively off-putting for me is um, uh, healthcare. Healthcare and gun control. To be not, not, not that I'm like banging on the door of the NHS every week because I've got a new ailment wrong with me and I need to get drugs. I need to get seen. Um, but I know it's there for me. And I know the the healthcare culture of America. Like, don't get me wrong; it's not the only privatized healthcare um, system in the world, but it's so unique. And it's so alien, I think, to what I know. That would be a massive, like, stepping block as opposed to if I moved to Australia or, like, even another English-speaking, like, country, let alone, you know, I'd probably still make a good go of it somewhere in Europe. Her time to fall down the stairs. Amber's wearing too much clothes. <laughs> Repeat the shot. Also, I was wrong. He didn't kill her. So what is Penn Bagley guilty of? Nothing. Being an under-actor. For being too... Oh, she's, too, back, too, in the, she's back in the bikini. There you go. Yeah, Her entire job in. is to wear bikinis and be there. Uh, is she in anything else? I kind of recognise her, but I don't. Let's be real. I know I don't mean to be harsh or ageist or whatever you're gonna whatever label you're gonna throw at me now. But if an old lady died across the street, you'd be like, "That's a shame," wouldn't you? You're not gonna instantly think that's super suspicious. That is not so, the reason so, why you get. Suspicious. So you're so you're picking up on the fact that Penn Bagley's character is getting annoyed that he saw his stepfather outside watching the old lady's house as she was like being found dead and being like oh he's a suspicious man now yeah 
therefore he's not a bad guy. I mean, okay, but, but based on our suspicions then, and the fact that the, the, the film has essentially done nothing, absolutely nothing to dispel the fact that the nipped-up guy is the main killer, how does this end? How does this end? Okay, this film, so... Pitch right, right now, knowing what we know, knowing the direction the film's probably going to go in, how does this, how does, how does the conflict resolve? Does he get uh, away with it? Does Penn Bagley fight him and save his brother, but his mum dies? Like, what's the... Okay, so either Penn is going to... I love what we just call him Penn. I don't know what the hell his, his actual character name is. Um, Nobody cares. He's going to, like, bug the house or something so that so that the stepdad is caught in the act of doing something, or he's going to see him doing something with a camera or something like that. He's going to find a way to prove He's going to catch point. him. Yeah. And then they're going to have some kind of really overdramatic showdown, like a bit of a fight of some kind. Yeah, and probably then, in the basement. And one of the lockers will burst open and his dad will roll out. Yeah. Fully. And then, I mean, I'd be very surprised if his girlfriend lasts through this whole thing. But but if she does, they're going to fuck at the end. I mean, she looks like she's fucking right now. She's like grinding up on the side of the pool. I mean, she's doing that Cindy Crawford's like model thing. I want to have a short distance relationship with your dick. Do you, do you, do you guys have a pool in your family house? No. <laughs> uh, do, do you know what we do have? And you know Look this. How big that pool is. We have, we you... have a pop-up hot tub. <laughs> so do we. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. you didn't you get it because you saw pictures of me and the one that we have? No. All right. Why don't you claim that credit? No. No, we got that because we because it was the only thing you could do with our yard because we wanted to make a little bar space. It was great. Yeah, but how did you know about the Lazy Spa as a brand? Because I have the internet, Jamie. Oh, I don't know. You, you you saw a picture of me chilling in the pop up hot tub, and you went, you know what? That guy, that that Jamie, he he's so cool. I want no, that for my no. life. No, I saw a picture of you in the in the pop up pool and said, "Hey, that looks like a smaller version of the one that we already wanted to get." <laughs> You little bitch. Oh, you do have the better one. <laughs> we do. Um, you know what? They're a pain in the ass, though. But but since the the whole crazy COVID lockdown thing, apparently the the, the, the shares have absolutely skyrocketed, and they're doing really well because everyone wanted one whilst it was boiling. But also, like, sorry, at the minute, and this this will obviously date date said podcast. But um, sorry, at the minute, we still didn't have fucking like spas and healthcare centers open so if you want to use a hot tub right now you have to have your own but yeah, exactly. in, in this in this crazy crazy economic crisis um in the middle of a health crisis who who can afford a good couple of grand for a permanent built-in hot tub versus a, are we sponsored by lazy lazy boy lazy spa yeah, lazy spa yeah yeah we should be. I would let them sponsor us if they gave me free hot tubs. But you can get a lazy spa for, you know, barely a couple of hundred. You can get them for two people, four people, six people. They pop up in your garden, just fill up with water. It heats up overnight. You can get a balmy 40 degrees. Um, Do you know what I didn't realize as well with a hot tub? 
37 degrees is body temperature, right? So it's only yeah. the, the top three degrees, seeing as the maximum is 40, that, that you're actually feeling hotter than normal. Which is insane because it does make a difference. Like when I've been in at 37, you've been like, oh, it's kind of all right. When you're in at 40, like, oh, this is toasty. Yeah, it really does. You've got to just wait that extra, you know. That extra, that extra okay, three, so. So that's what you're paying for. Oh, so they're going to get found out because they're wet. Well, of course, yeah. If there's no footprints, that's a, that's a big problem. Okay, okay, guys. Uh, retract on the lazy spa. If you want to get get away with snooping in your family house, don't go in spa first because you'll have wet footprints. That's remarkable advice, Jamie. Well done. <laughs> Look, someone's got to give some fucking advice from this film. Look how big that room is. That's the size of my flat. <laughs> that, honestly. <laughs> oh, I'm not even joking. Who's this fucking spoiled teenage kid with a pinup of Cindy Crawford in the background? Yes, I've mentioned her twice now. Is it Cindy Crawford? No, I, I, I don't know who it is. Oh, wet floor. I mean, I don't know if it's because we've been riffing on this or it's just terrible, but I don't feel any threat of this film. I, 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 even, I even have a cat jump suspicion. scare. <laughs> yeah, if we had said nothing, we would still have felt nothing. I think it's one of these films. Oh, oh, he didn't just swing that with his uh, opening of the door. Oh, they're back in the pool. He was like, but I just looked in the pool. That can't be possible thing is in oh, no. Tuck, oh. it was always his business partner that got his bum out and i always wanted this guy to get his bum out more because he's just a better looking guy like to me just to me apparently not to anyone else but i also don't think he's gonna get his bum out at any point oh sorry sorry no, sorry, no. sorry to disappoint on this already disappointing movie <laughs> <laughs> What a, lovely, what a lovely energy to have around the table. Like, and they're trying so to have a family meal. He's there, like, smoldering. He's so obviously being, yeah, like a brooding, smoldering serial killer. How is nobody picking up on it? Ooh. David, you okay? Okay, is it's, he unraveling? It's too obvious. I know, I almost pissed my pants out. Yes, I just can't act. Brilliant. <laughs> that's, that's what we, that's what we almost did. That's what we almost did from the uh, beginning of the podcast. We had to go to the toilet. Oh, it's the third act. Everything's fine. So they basically tried to find some shit on him and failed miserably. So now everything's cool. You still didn't tell me how this ends. I mean, I've got. I mean, it it will end with, it will end with the stepfather getting his just desserts, whatever that is. Or maybe it will end with him disappearing again, and 
I mean, I, I will accept that. It's like a it very could be like him level. around the new family, like, ooh, that might be it. If he kills all of them and moves on to a new family, I will accept that as a better ending than him getting caught or found out or dying. Because it's so obvious he's the bad guy that the only way this film is now redeemable is that, yeah, he's the bad guy and he's always going to keep getting away with it and we're not going to give you any closure on that. Oh, he's touched his shoe. <laughs> It'd be like, can you just get off my foot? Thanks. <laughs> Remember, kids, don't let your stepfather touch your shoes. Yeah. Although he'll try and squeeze your toes, but because he's wearing a shoe, he's not going to really feel it, so it's not really threatening. <laughs> threat. Casual threat. That's not even a threat. Oh, my God. Oh, you're you right, military Joe. school, right? There's, <laughs> there's no twist to this film. It's just going to be what it's set out on the tin. You, you know what I'm hoping for? I'm hoping that I'm opening a can and the can is like, you know, a dusty World War II army rations food. And I know it's dog shit and it's going to taste like dog shit and beggars can't be choosers. But I'm really hoping that I open that can and instead of finding like a bunch of old moldy beans, I find like some delicious freshly cooked buffalo chicken wings. But I know they're not in a can. <laughs> and why would you... I can see it's a can from the outside. I know there's not chicken wings inside. Why would I do it? <laughs> That's the analogy of using cans of dog food. <laughs> I love it. Look, it's the difference between cans of dog food and cans of chicken wings. I am sorry. <laughs> I am sorry. That most wanted picture, that isn't proving anything to anyone. Yeah, she's exactly right. Do you know what it is? That's the producer going like, oh shit, we're missing a prop here. Uh, quickly, uh, I'll, I'll draw a picture of Amber Heard. No, not Amber Heard. Um, the guy from Nip Tuck, and it's just like so off. Oh my God, Joe, I've just, it's just clicked. I know who Amber Heard is. Hey. She's Johnny Depp's ex. Yeah, well, she... The I've one that's having this massive... Actress. Yeah, but you said she was in the, 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 the Driver film about Ang Lee, which I've Drive never Ang seen. Lee. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Drive Angry with Nicolas Cage, where he's driving to hell or something, and she's the girlfriend. Amazing film. If you've not seen that, that is incredible. And by incredible, being terrible, but really fun to watch. Yeah, but what else well, has she been in? At one point, she like busts down the door and then drags someone out, drags a girl out naked who who's cheating on her boyfriend with, and they have like a fight and their tits are out and stuff. It's great. I mean, you're just describing the court case with Johnny Depp right now. <laughs> yeah, I think she's also famously bisexual, but I might have got that wrong. I mean, if that was the case, I definitely would have heard about her. But I think she's really pretty. But what do I know? She strikes me as a combination between Blake Lively and Scarlett Johansson. I fully, fully am okay with that. That makes total sense. As in, she kind of looks like Blake Lively, but she acts quite Scarlett. And I, I think that's quite good. Like, if you're going to get it... I mean, not that either of them are... I don't think either of them are more attractive than the other, or I'm trying to say one's a better actor than the other. 
but there's mannerisms to act. Well, that's because acting. you know that Scarlett Johansson's a better actor than Blake Lively. Yeah, but it, I'm also not trying to say that Blake Lively's more attractive than, than Scarlett because, you know, each to their own. I'm not just saying this to be funny, I promise. I promise Don't on be funny with me now. my entire family. But Scarlett Johansson reminds me, her face reminds me of this boy that I used to know in primary school who every day at four o'clock on the dot used to shit his pants. <laughs> so I can't see Scarlett Johansson. See, you can't watch Marvel's Marvel's Avengers without thinking, oh, here's the scene where she shits herself. Honestly, I can't even. And if you if I could show you a picture of that of the boy, Joe. you would get it. They look the same. Joe. Oh, we're going to have to follow up on this. Young women like you. <laughs> I don't know what else there really is to say about it. But he stank. He stank on the door floor. No one would sit next to him. And he looked like Scarlett Johansson. Before, before she was, was I was going to ask. I was going to ask. Oh, I wonder what he's doing now. But I know the answer. He's appearing in Marvel Avengers film. <laughs> yeah. He got a sex change and then went to Hollywood, obviously. Who's got the last last laugh now? Still not, me, because he shouts. Sh- yeah, <laughs> not shits McGee. No, is he trying to hit on her or not? No, I, I don't know. See, why is he trying to frame the son? Do you think that's what he's going to do? He's going to kill the family and then frame the son because he's had issues and went to military school. Earlier in this film, you made the very, very true point of what is his game here? Why is he putting so much graft, so much long con into these situations if he, if the result is that he's just going to try and kill them? Because and the fact that if you is, cut, is like, he trying to build the perfect family and the perfect setup and he keeps failing and that's why he keeps moving on or? Is it that, or is it that he's just? But if, if you're planning to kill them and you'll be so impulsive about it, the longer you stay there, the more you incriminate yourself. Like unless he's built the perfect plot to frame the ex dad or to to frame the son. If he kills them all now, he's prime suspects number one. But I think I think and the FBI will my, catch my up theory because they've got this. his mugshot from other ones. My theory on this is that he's trying to build the perfect family scenario and he will literally kill anyone who pisses him off. Which So who's which ruining is this for him? So was so what did the old lady do? She was annoying about something. I don't know. We talked over the dialogue, but she probably pissed him off a bit and then she killed then he killed her. She literally looked at him. Also, why have you not set that phone to silent? Because every time you call it, yeah, he's going to hear it. Oh, shit. Jesus Christ, the plot points in this. I said I I did. I'm just getting annoyed now, Joe. You would think as well he was clever enough to know whether he would be standing underneath a vent that connects to the son's bedroom. I mean, you think he'd clever enough to know, look, if you've already killed at least one family that we know of and have gotten away with it, then you know what you're doing. Hang on. <laughs> Could he see him in through the vent or did he just hear him? No, he, he heard his dad's phone. Oh, but so the angle that we saw wasn't an angle that he could see. I mean, that's the magic of cinema. Yeah, I was wondering that myself. I need to get some of my tools this morning. The key was gone. Someone took it out and forgot to put it back. Got 
I want, I just, just once, I want to come home from the supermarket with big brown grocery bags. And you know what, Joe? For once, oh, special K product placement. Yeah. yeah. Um, for once, I want to be able to open a beer at midday when my wife brings in the shopping and not get yelled at. Mate, the dream. See, the American dream. You want it too, you just don't realize it. I do. And, you know, I can't deny I do love me a bit of capitalism. Um, Look at that old, crusty, how, shitty how, phone. How shitty. Sorry, sorry, it's 2009. I had an iPhone in 2009. What's this film doing? They ex- I mean, smartphones existed. They've clearly props have gone. He's the kind of guy that's not going to care about what phone he has because you know what? We're not all into tech, and he is into the army and stuff. Whatever well, then he, well, then <laughs> swimming, touching babes, touching babes, <laughs> swimming with babes, swimming with babes, whilst having Done. army guns. That that's the spin off. Oh, look, Joe, they've got a bowl of mushrooms again. I don't know what it is with this family. <laughs> is it the same prop? I think it's exactly the same prop. Oh, we can't see it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I need to, I thought he was going to say, I need to get back on the okay. internet and look at this porn. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I need to finish this old five, five knuckle shuffle that I was there. Oh, the, the, those are the two um, like random step kids that no one cares about because Penn Bagley is more important. Yeah. This is basically the Penn Bagley vehicle, isn't it? I mean, it's a vehicle that didn't do dick for him for a very long time. I'm pretty sure this hindered him more than helped him. <laughs> I mean, look, he's got a sweet bod. There's, like, I am a, like... I'm a very heterosexual straight male who is attracted to the female form and of like, look at that. Ah. I don't know, maybe I'm envious. I want his bod, but I can appreciate he, he keeps in good trim. He, but he's not like ripped ripped. thing is, he has a good face too. Like the amount of guys that I see on like Twitter or online or Instagram and it's like, yeah, they've got a great body, but they've got a terror. they've got a really unfortunate face where it's like you're very lucky that you have that body because if you didn't if you didn't you'd be rubbish do you know what that's called or do if you ever refer to it like this pb it's the it's the paper bag scenario oh mate yeah and again and and i'm not trying to say this as a uh, a sexist comment because um i think it it applies across across gender universally but you would you would still want to you're still attracted to Penn Bagley even though he's got a good body because he also has a good face if he didn't have a good face but he had a good body you'd be going okay I'm going to put a paper bag on him but I like his body oh shit why did you take a picture of him, though? Okay, she's now annoying me. Clearly, he has. Just believe him. <laughs> oh, the lightning! Oh the God. lightning! The foreshadowing! The foreshadowing of the lightning! Oh, oh, Sharon and Karen—they're on Skype. 
Yeah, Karen. I mean, you did, you did totally say that Karen's going to get it. Oh. She's going to get pushed down the stairs, isn't she? I don't want these two to, I don't want either of these two to die, but it's blatantly obvious this is the scene where she's about to die. I mean, the lightning gave that away, didn't it? The lightning, the her entire plot up to this point. Yeah, the, the exposition that she's... I th no, I, th I think you are right. I think he's he's not intrinsically trying to like murder a family from the off. I think he's trying to replace something maybe that he lost. And the second things start to unravel, he tries to type those loose ends. Yeah, he's like doing everything he possibly can. So I think you're right. He's he's trying to replace something that he's lost, and he's trying to find yeah, exactly. that family. And the second there's an imperfection, because obviously there's an imperfection because it's not his family, and one family member gets suspicious, he ends up killing them. And then unfortunately, if you kill the son, or you kill the sister, or the creepy neighbour, or the grandma across the street, whatever... You have to kill everybody because it's such a close, like knit suburban community or type family unit that how can you not? So the other argument here is everything would be fine if people just stopped pissing them off. Yeah, but what's the twist? God damn it! I, I need my twist, Joe. I, I need something to hold out on. I am fully. I am fully, only slightly invested in her because she's from the wider LGBT community. That's why I like her. Like, but we both know she's dead. I know, but this this one actually bothers me. The others didn't bother me. Yeah, the the, the gra again. I still don't understand the grandma killing. That seems so nonsensical. This one, there's at least a, like her death is intrinsically linked to the plot, which is she's on to him. He knows she's onto him. He has to kill her to take her out of the picture. That makes sense. This is actually good writing, kind of. Apart from that. I get the impression the grandma, like, maybe saw into the window or, like, was snooping or nosy or something. I think that's why he bombed her off. But when? Oh, no, her pool brolly. <laughs> Leave it. Don't worry about it. Honestly, you don't worry about it. Nope. It's a waterproof he brolly. Just leave it. Just go to the airport. He's going to drown her. Oh. <sighs> Not in a nice coat. <laughs> Not in the Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, that fucking lightning. I mean, the only thing that's getting murdered here tonight, Joe, isn't cinema, it's fashion. <laughs> She looks a bit like Scarlet Witch, doesn't she? Oh yeah, she does. Oh no. Oh, for fuck's sake. At least fight back a bit. Well, that's quick. Jesus Christ, that's like the quickest drowning I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm just gonna push the body in. I'm just gonna push the body in. 
Wow. If you were being suffocated or drowned, for that, wouldn't you just pretend to be dead? I'm going to have to... A lot well, it's actually funny you say that. Uh, you, you, you know which film I think about that in. It's the beginning of um, uh, James Bond Casino Royale when he's doing his first two kills and he, he shoots one guy and the other guy has a fight in the bathroom and he like drowns him until the guy stops moving and then he walks away and then as he walks away the guy turns around oh and he, he's not drowned but James Bond knows that and he's already got his gun and he shoots him it's just like well then what's the point in pretending you've drowned if you're just going to get found out like seconds oh he's locked the door he's locked the door the international code for killing someone locking a door no one's leaving this house alive now Maybe it's maybe the story is that he saw this lady with the two kids, two young kids who were impressionable enough for him to be able to kind of get involved with. Yeah. And he didn't count on the other, the older brother coming back from military school. So then that's where it all starts unraveling because he's already kind of embedded in it. But now he's like, fuck, I've got this annoying, quite, you know, buff. But he's been killing all these other people. Uh, he's been killing the kids. best friends and the bosses and the, the grandmas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But here you go. Grandma, I think, was Snoopy. I'm going to stick to that. Oh. Um, the best friend was trying Obvious. to ask him for bank account details, and he obviously can't provide them because he's faking who he is. So, well, and she, she was going after a private investigator as well. He's covering his trail. I mean, all of this just makes me so distrustful of any stepfather. Oh, it's all about to kick off. <sighs> oh, it must be so annoying to shoot in the rain or to shoot in fake rain. Uh, do you know what my, one of my favourite cinema magic tricks is? Uh, well, it used to be back in the day. I'm not sure if it's still the same now. But because the cameras didn't have high enough frame rate back in the day to be able to pick up water to do rain scenes, they had to use milk because it's like thicker and whiter so the camera would actually see it. God, that would put me off milk for life. So if you go back and watch, I don't know, like Singing in the Rain or something like that, so many like films like that were just shot with milk. Is that not insane? They were just like throwing milk onto these actors because the camera couldn't pick up water for rain. That's crazy. See, there you go, there you go folks. This isn't just a, a podcast about, about two guys shitting on potentially your favourite film. No, there's there's some good, good little bit of cinematic trivia here for you. <laughs> yeah. We're the fonts of all knowledge. That's how this works. Of course, there's no power. Crowbar, done. Grab a weapon. Because the lights are about to go out. (sighs) (laughs) Joe, this is like all those other movies we watch. Where, like, the musical score, like, the guy who's doing the music for this is just having the best time. Okay. Have you ever seen... Have you ever seen this type of a horror movie where there wasn't a scene in the rain in a car where they're scrabbling around in the car? 
with with the soundtrack that's going dun 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 dun. Listen to it. Oh, has he found the dead body yet? Oh, there's the briefcase. Holy shit. There was also like six piles of gaffer tape or duct tape. And like a signed confession, like I've killed these people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, but they set him up to be the bad guy from the start. Where's the fucking twist? Honey, I want to kill you now. Are you... Oh, good, you're asleep. Oh, he's going to find his dad. Thing is, who's he going to kill first? The girlfriends or the, the son? Well, she's been scrabbling around for a good 15 minutes. Yeah, but lock the There's car no doors. Why is she suddenly freaking out? I missed something. Uh, because her phone was low battery. Oh, it's going to fall off. Oh! oh, that's what you get for having an old Nokia. <laughs> Whatever that was. He should be able to have a fucking smartphone. Actually, to be fair, a Nokia would just bounce straight back up into his hand and be fine. A Nokia is a Volvo of all phones. <laughs> This film is so unrealistic. Yeah, I don't think this actually happened. <laughs> I can't believe we're watching it. She's trying to get hold of you. Just jump out the window and go back to the car. Oh no, she's put her hood up. <laughs> Shit is getting real. <laughs> also, why, why is he spending 10 minutes going through their frozen foods? Yeah, yeah. somebody what they're doing and then just punch them without waiting for the response. Oh my god, this is... I don't know if this is better or worse than Secret Obsession. Oh, of course it's locked. I think this makes Secret secret Obsession look a bit more gripping, I don't know. I feel like because this and one's got like shite. the star power and the, the slight bit better production value, it's trying too hard. Shit, where's my knife? Run pen, peg. Oh, by the way, oh, 
Hang on, climax. Oh, here's his here's his secret duct tape. You're right, he's trying to fill the missing void of a family that he's lost. What did you say? But that's not a plot. Hang on, that's not her name. Yeesh. Who am I here? Oh shit. Yeah, you, I, you called it. It's, he's, he's... Mom! Wow, that's some fast running. <laughs> Shut the door! Oh, no, he's just killed your mom. Who puts a mirror on the back of a door? <laughs> <laughs> this film is trying so hard. I mean, I mean, bitch, what the hell has just happened? Oh, no. <laughs> That's stepfathers. <laughs> There was no twist. If anyone's listening to this who isn't watching along, I am so sorry. It actually, after what, an, a very, like, over an hour, hour and a half of crap, we finally had some action. Again, I could have been watching an Oscar bait film. Oh, still alive. He's still Why alive. Why would you go into the loft? What? That's a dead end. Go downstairs. Go loft? Sorry. What are you doing? Sorry, America. Well, no, he's on the floor. Just keep pounding on him. Oh. Sorry, America. The attic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's man versus attic hatch. What? <laughs> it's fucking stupid. What a fucking stupid film. <laughs> <laughs> the Count of Mo Monte Cristo, this is not. It's, it's not exactly the, the fencing fight from Princess Bride either. This is the fight from um, uh, Orlando Bloom and Johnny Depp. <laughs> what, in, in Pirates, the first of the Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, where they jump up to the ceiling. Has she got a buzzsaw? is so poorly made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're crashing they, for a Wendy house. The, the health inspector would not approve of this. He's not going to be there. He's not going to be there. He's going to disappear. Oh, he, no, he, he's gone for a swim. 
Oh no. Headbutt, headbutt, headbutt. Headbutt. <laughs> this house is made of polystyrene and Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> when he wakes up, this guy is not gonna be there and the last shot is gonna be him with a new family or him about to approach a new family, I promise you. Nah, Pen Bagley was guilty of everything. <laughs> oh, he's already not... Oh, there he is there. <laughs> I mean, Joe, I know you said you want the American dream, but are you prepared to have a house that's going to fall apart at the moment's like notice of a fight? I would have a fight with either one of these two just to have them touch me, so... That's where, <laughs> that's where I'm at. It's worth the, uh, the property destruction. Of course. For a bit of rough and tumble. Hey, wink, wink, then judge. <laughs> Who's your mother? How's your father? <laughs> where, okay. where, literally, where are his brother and sister? They're not with the dead dad, ex-dad. Yeah, you're right. They've just been completely written out of this film, haven't they? <laughs> They've been taken they have been into completely custody. written out of this film. <laughs> They've been taken into custody by child services. Yeah. <laughs> to get a haircut. Ooh, come on now. That's, that's a bit harsh. A bowl chop is never an ideal choice for a kid. I don't understand Look, any parent that does that to a kid. In this economy, you got to do what you got to do. Use a Tupperware bowl. This isn't in this economy. This was 2009. In this economy, you can't do it. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> you ever have one of those tubes? Because... Oh, my nose? Yeah. Uh, I've had a tube down my throat. I had, um, what's that called? Uh, an endoscopy. Well, yeah, where well, they shoved a bunch of tubes down my throat because um, uh, I had, um, oh my God, what was it called? Esophagitis. Is that the right word? Yeah, esophagitis. I had lots of acid reflux that was burning up my throat. Great. Oh, she's the new mum. Oh, also, she's, she's um, relatively famous. She's been in things like Glee and... Uh... Oh, she's thinking from Heroes. Yeah. This, oh, look at the mullet. Look at the sideburns. Look at those chops. I assume she's come into this ending scene because she's sure that there's going to be a sequel to this terrible film. Yes! Yeah, oh. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, what a cover. Can you hear this? It's horrible. Oh, happy together. Jesus God. Oh, well, there you go. There you have it. That was a pile of absolute wank, wasn't it? You're going to stop that now. Wow. I mean, here are my takeaways from that film. Everything happened in the way that I thought it would. The only surprise of the whole thing for me was that they had 
bothered to put some lesbian representation in there and given those two people a bit more of a backstory than I thought they would. Like, you know what? Fair, fair enough. That is the most progressive part of the writing that I can like attribute any credit to this this film. I mean, I'm Amber Heard was literally just there to wear bikinis and contradict what Penn Bagley was saying. Penn Bagley was there to just frown at everything and be really slow and boring. And, and the not be the red the herring biggest... that I really wanted him to be or the actual bad guy. The, the mum was an absolute sign-avoiding dipshit. Like... She was an enabler. She enabled him. Yeah. The kids were, the kids yeah, were just were completely dismissed. Yeah, yeah, completely <laughs> dismissed uh, at the whole thing. Um, I think that definitely falls into the, the category of uh, B, bad B-horror movie, though. I think I did a good job. Obviously, the gauntlet's now passed to you. Well, I can't, I can't you know, a uh, quick, like, 30 seconds, like, wind-up review. I, I can't think of the obvious way to fix that film. Like, like trying to pin it on somebody else. Like, the ex-dad got written out of it too quickly. You, you could have made, like, Penn Bagley this, like, guy who keeps killing off the stepdads that a mum tries to date, but then that's too... That wouldn't involve the other family from the beginning. Like this would have been, this would have been more interesting. It was set the, up as it the, as it as, as it finished. Let's do what we normally do, uh, Jay, which is try and come up with a slightly better version of the story. Okay, I can't. So I can't. Here's my here's my on the fly slightly better version of Stepfather. Hit me. So he was absolutely the guy that killed his family and ran away. Yeah. He has also done it before. But for this particular family, this was supposed to be his final resting point where he was going to embed himself in a family and, you know, and then just get on with a, in quote unquote, his normal life. However, Amber Heard is a fanatic of this guy and has been following him <laughs> and, and around him has been killing people to set him up to look like he has been killing people, which is spinning him out and making him feel like he's losing his mind. And like questioning his own sanity as to whether he is actually killing these people or not. And the twist is she did it all along. I mean, on the fly, I should write for Hollywood. That is a much better film than this film, right? Am I right? Hollywood, if you're listening, uh, Jamie Valentine and Joe Thompson, two uh, crackpot screenwriters, having watched yeah. a few crappy horror movies. I mean, my 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 original my original. That was good though, right? Come on, pause for pause for applause. That was good, right? Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. I mean, I'm it's better than the trash we just saw. My, my, my original thought that Penn Bagley is more involved than was first given credit. And it's not like you could have still had the film set up in the same way. Like, okay, this is a guy who's got emotional like trauma in his past and he keeps trying to recreate a family that he can't ever do and he ends up killing them or whatever. But I wanted the twist to be that he met his match in he's the stepfather but this guy's the stepson and actually this stepson has secretly been killing off all of her mum's ex-partners because he's still like really attached to his dad and he blames all of these other guys for their separation so what happens when you get a serial killer in the stepfather meeting a serial killer in the stepson i wanted them to have some massive conflict or something but oh, yeah. like like a freddy versus jason yeah thing. kind of and it's like this this stepfather like you know it's like the um oh what's what's that horror film where uh it's not hush it's um you're next no it's where the um 
it's about like a burglar who breaks into somebody's house and oh he's the bad guy and uh you know he's the villain but he breaks into the house of somebody whose house has already been broken into by a serial killer and then suddenly he suddenly turns into the anti-hero because there's somebody much worse in the house than him uh the collector that's it the collector i have i have not seen that film but that is gonna go on the list i imagine that's too good to be a film that we watch together i i, th- I think it probably is like I've, I've 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 seen i've seen it in like passing in reviews and stuff it's the idea that like the original bad guy because he's a burglar and he robs from people and all this stuff is trumped by the fact that there's somebody worse than him and that's what i wanted from this film i wanted the stepfather could still be the bad guy he could still be a serial killer or whatever and he's done this before but then he comes across somebody who's even worse than him this stepson who has knocked off a bunch of other stepdads because they don't fit his perfect family life and he blames them like ah that's how i would fix it because it's a terrible movie i'll give you that that sounds good too do you seeing as you are the next person to offer up a film into a the roster of crap flicks. Um, what do you know? What you're picking yet? Have you got? No, nope. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a bit of a, a rabbit hole, dive into the Netflix suggested list now that I've watched that. And you know me, I'll look at a title, I'll look at the terrible film poster, and go, you know what? That's the one. Because I will say, I've already from the from the cover and the blurb alone found my next contribution to this. So. I raise you. Well, you'll just have to wait. <laughs> Absolutely. I will find um, something worse. The Okay, if my purpose of this is not to find the needle in the haystack, my purpose is to every time trump your film and find a film that's even more cliche and even more unbelievably bad. <laughs> uh, challenge accepted. I absolutely love it. That's been That's been a blast. That's been Crap Flicks and Chill. Thank you all so much for um, tuning into our, our very first uh, podcast episode. We we hope you uh, you enjoyed it. A podcast that is not the movie. It was terrible. And if you did, uh, we would absolutely love it if you, uh, you know, shared it with a friend or gave us a lovely five-star rating on whatever podcast's platform, pl- platform, platform, God, platform you're currently listening on. And yeah, until the uh, the next uh, crap flick, that's the name of our podcast, isn't it? We bid you a good night. Yeah, all the best. Bye-bye. Mwah.